0: we're back mm-hmm. also this are you, i'm pretty excited did you miss that i had to dust off the old train whistle mm-hmm. so I'd give a couple toots in you here you two have been apart for far too long far far too long now something that um uh you guys might not know this is the first episode of season 3 of The Train Station. Mm-hmm. So I'm pumped about that. It's a new season. I've got some is exciting Is this the
1: first one of 220 or 220 2020, yeah.
0: 2020? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I know. It's, it's going to be pretty cool. In today's show, we're going to talk a little bit about the why and the how when it comes to training with toys and the benefits that toys can play in your training, you know. We love to use food it, because we know the value of food mm-hmm. and we've really, uh, you know, figured out how to use food as a, a valuable currency for dogs. But we also know that using a toy in your training can be really valuable. Using mm-hmm. a toy sometimes instead of food can be a really great way to unlock some drive and unlock some of your dog's potential. So I'm pretty excited about diving into the show today. Let's see where we are. Yeah, we've got a couple minutes left in the pre-show. Uh, I noticed that uh, it looks like Little Ghost Baby. Uh, it's the first time to the train station. Nice. Welcome. Welcome to the train station. Oh, i want to God. welcome all of you guys back uh it's been a little while off we had a little bit of a break we got to go with our dogs to florida mm-hmm. do some fun stuff got to bike with them uh, every day that was pretty neat That was super fun yeah yeah so um but today's today's show there's a lot of uh, comments on a couple of our uh walking on leash videos and uh it's been really, really interesting seeing some of the comments in there and some of the struggles that you have at home. Um, I know that uh, some of you guys are looking to, uh, you know, really increase your dog's drive uh on, on you when we talk about attention and for some exercises but i know some of you are also a little bit apprehensive about using food and we might talk a little bit in this mm-hmm. about um i can understand why you might feel that way but why it can be such a valuable tool as well uh but today's show is going to be focused on toy training so even if you've got a dog that isn't that interested in toys we're going to sh- show you exactly how to increase mm-hmm. some of that toy drive for your dog because yeah, it can some be such dogs a valuable do it thing.
1: naturally and some dogs you kind of have to train them to be a bit more interested in the food, but Right. It is really valuable because it's nice to be able to have more than one option in order to give your dog positive feedback because there isn't just one way to do it. There's all kinds of ways and dogs appreciate lots of different things and sometimes one type of reward that we use in one scenario might not be as um, exciting or work as well yeah. as one that we would use in you know, a different scenario. So we're going to touch base on all of that stuff tonight.
0: Absolutely. I want to welcome Karen Kindley. First time that she caught alive. Welcome to the train station. Um, hey. I see lots of new people jumping in here. I also see Susan Robinson mentioned she's uh, getting a golden puppy on Saturday. Aww, that's that's very exciting. So congratulations yeah. and uh, enjoy, the, enjoy the, the process. Enjoy the training process and welcoming that dog into your household. And uh, you know we have tons and tons of videos on the channel that will help you out. And actually there's a video on Sunday that's going to be really helpful for you. Uh, it's all about puppy training. So mm-hmm. uh, pay attention to that. But in this episode we're talking all about using toys in training, the why and the how. I'm Ken Steve. I'm Cal McCann. Welcome back to McCann Dogs. Now, maybe this is your first time here on McCann Dogs. My name's Ken Steep, this is Kale McCann. We're professional dog trainers at McCann Professional Dog Trainers. And at McCann Dogs, we get to help more than 500 dogs and their owners every week to for those dogs to become well-behaved four-legged family members, you know, to walk on a loose leash, to stop jumping up, to deal with all the same challenges that you're probably dealing with right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've, uh, we've uh, got maybe almost 500 videos on the channel that can help you out, but we love to do these lives to answer your questions, so if you have a question about your training specifically for the first little while you know maybe we like to schedule out the first 45 to talk specifically about whatever the topic is and today it's using toys in training Uh, but we might have a a chance at the end to talk a little bit about some other uh, dog training related stuff Mm -hmm. We'll, we'll just sort of play it by ear but you guys know uh, how important it is to us to uh, get a little help from our friends in these shows. And <laughs> we couldn't put these on without uh, the help of our amazing moderators. We see SD Cruiser, I saw him earlier in the chat, but we also know uh, Dan the Man Luton, who is uh, all over these things. Uh, he is, at, we actually bring him in via satellite. Awesome. I uh, We just can't have it on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, go, I go to our satellite feed for Dan the Man. So what I like to do is, uh, Click the beeps and the bloops, and let's see what Dan is up to right now. There he is. Hey, buddy. So that is Dan the man. You will see him in the chat if uh, you're looking for links or you're looking for, uh, uh, you know, he'll have all all kinds of resources. He does a really nice job of um, sharing resources into the chat, and uh, uh, he'll answer lots of your questions. Actually, I'd like to give a special shout-out. Okay. I think I'll give a, a toot for each of them because we know helping Dan tonight is our little helpers right yes yeah so I'm gonna give a toot for each of them
1: <laughs> I think he means Olivia Olivia yeah. And Anna yeah Dan, o- Oli- Dan and Ellen's kids yeah <laughs> absolutely so
0: that's for Liv and Anna so we wanted to give you guys a toot okay um, the other thing that was really interesting that I've been working on a lot because we get so many questions uh, in emails to our office staff about uh, getting the uh, getting uh, some equipment and what we're using. And you might see us using some of it tonight, but we, f- I finally, have our online training equipment available it's mm. uh, now available online we have a McCann dogs store for you guys um, and tonight and this is just to get things up and running test things out we've uh, we've <laughs> actually I didn't tell anybody about the store and people have been finding it somehow so we've um, I've squirreled away some of the products out of our physical store and put them in our online so there's limited quantities there but for you guys tonight um, for the next 24 hours maybe you're watching this on the replay we've got 20% off that's if awesome. you, yeah if you jump into the store so it, that's only going to go on for tonight so Grab that stuff and there isn't a lot of it because I couldn't take too much away from our uh, our in-class students so make sure that you check that out now uh, I see lots of people talking in the chat I really really love to know (laughs) I really want to roll this thing (laughs) where are you joining us from here in episode 1 of season 3 of the train station let us know uh, by dropping your location in the chat and i'm always so amazed and especially even after the show we see in the replay uh there'll be people like jumping in from all over the world yeah, it's so much fun india. indiana,
1: almost yeah indiana india maybe that w- maybe that's the case too
0: yeah, yeah, we, we might see some people joining us from southern India. Uh, I see Phoenix, Arizona, Lafayette, Louisiana, Chicago, North New Jersey, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Gainesville, Florida. We were just down in Florida yes, we were. not that long ago. Uh, Orange County, California. Uh, Min uh, Minarosa 77 is from Chicago. Uh, Debbie Bart is from the Mitten State. Uh, Zohi is from Florida as well jamie who's oh, i've nice. seen here in the channel before is from beautiful pacific beautiful pacific northwest uh, jeffrey from halifax now we saw we've had a few people jump hi- in here from halifax yes we have that's so pretty neat to see some of our east coasters mm-hmm. joining us here uh, i see uh ye from toronto not too far away uh susan from northeast ohio uh, sandy from lake tahoe california charles from nice. texas welcome back to the train station Charles uh, I love my Pitbull peaches from Washington DC um, wrxt 512 from Sydney Australia wishing nice. you the best there in Australia yes. I know you guys got a little bit of rain uh, today which is or maybe yesterday which is help uh, helpful mm-hmm. um, and uh, it looks like Ilona from Melbourne welcome uh, to the train station I know you guys uh, are having a tough go there in uh, Australia I don't know how close it is to Melbourne uh, Puerto Rico Indi- Indianola Iowa interesting uh, Oklahoma cool new york city and on and on and on now we need to get right down to things Yep. let's get right down to business here let's talk about who who we're putting this live stream on for and talk a little bit about what we're going to cover
1: yeah so we wanted to talk a little bit about using toys in your training because we do have a lot of people who are a little bit resistant to using Uh, so much food in their training. We do like to use a lot of food in our training initially, like in the beginning stages, when we're teaching our dog something new. And then the intent is to eventually wean off of the food. Um, But there's lots of ways that you can train without solely being restricted to using food. Um, The other thing that is really good to do is have additional types of rewards so that when your dog is doing a good thing, you could use food, you could use praise, you can use touch. And you can use toys as well um, so that there's more variety and, you know, depending on what you're working on, sometimes if we're training our dogs to do something where we want a lot of energy and speed and drive and and enthusiasm, we will use toys to kind of enhance that a little bit because that often will bring things out. Um, But the other thing that we're going to talk about tonight is that, you know, if you're watching this and you're thinking to yourself, my dog's not really, they don't really like toys. We're going to talk about that as well because in order to implement toys into your training more a, they need to be into toys B, they need to know how to interact with you with a toy properly ie retrieve the toy or let go of the toy when you want them to totally otherwise using it doesn't really benefit you much or is very enjoyable so we're gonna try and touch base on a lot of those things uh, tonight
0: for sure for those when Kale mentioned that for those of you who are working with puppies right now don't miss that video on Sunday yeah it's gonna be tons of this really great uh, uh, stuff for you and your puppy um, but we've also got some great demos tonight mm-hmm. let's talk about with some of the exercises that are we really like to use a toy for when we talk about increasing motivation, increasing drive. Like, what are a couple, like, example exercises yeah. that we'd lo- so love to use toy for? to build
1: on what you just <laughs> said, um, when we're training our dogs right from the beginning, even as, you know, baby puppies, we will um, integrate toys into our training immediately, yeah. like, right away. One of the very first things that my puppy learns when, you know, when they come home is how to tug on a toy with me, how to drop the toy. They learn to retrieve, you know, by the time they're 10 or 11 weeks old, um, so that we can utilize that to exercise the dog and take the edge off a little bit but one of our absolute favorite games to play with toys and puppies or dogs of all ages is the recall game yeah and that is teaching the dogs to come when they're called. But before we're ready to put the dog in a scenario where they're going to be tested in any way, where they might be around distractions and there's like a risk of the dog not coming to us, before we ever put our dog in that scenario, we do tons and tons of recall games where we're setting the dog up to be 100% successful each and every time we call the dog. And typically, we'll actually just start off by using the dog's name and we won't even use the word come um, right from the beginning. And one of the games we will play is ken will hold the hold the puppy or the dog and then uh we'll have a long line or a leash on the puppy so that they're safe if they happen to go astray um i'll stand out in front of the puppy and i'll tease them with the toy and just basically make them crazy as ken holds them and the puppy sort of Pulling and they can't yep. wait to leave. And then when we see that excitement and that drive building, we shout out their name or we shout out the word come and then we take off and we run. And there's so many things that are um igniting the dog's uh drive to come towards you. There's crazy, happy, even tense voice that builds the dog's craziness. There's motion, which is really, really important in dog training. Body language, motion. When you run away, it ignites that dog's chase drive and they yep. want to come after you. And then of course, um, C or three i actually don't know if i was counting or using <laughs> either way anymore. either way this um, is the third one the third one uh, is using a toy and typically when we're first starting we'll use a toy that's really easy for the dog to grab onto so it's really quickly rewarding we'll use something soft we'll use something fuzzy we'll use something long so that it's easy for the dog to grab um, the type of toy that we use is always strategically picked out we'll talk about that as well um, but that's one of my favorite things to do and if you do I don't know 10 repetitions of that you have a pretty tired dog which makes for a more easily livable dog at home Um, and you're building so much drive and value for the dog learning to come to you again whether it's their name or whether it's the the response to come or here or whatever we teach it all of the same way Um, but it's by far one of my favorite things to do with uh, with our dogs
0: and I think that some people think uh, you know oh I don't want to be have a bubbly uh, you know, be making loud noises and acting like a complete goofball uh, my whole life with my dog. And we agree, you, w- with good information, and in the early stages, if you really make sure that your puppy's connected, motivated, and rewarded by you, then uh, you don't have to be uh, so bubbly and mm-hmm. uh, perky and always up to get that great motivation. Yeah. That's where bringing toys into the mix, and we're gonna talk in a minute about how to bring toys into the mix so that you're, do- you're not dependent on like, oh, hey buddy, I've got your favorite little Frisbee thing. You, you so that you don't have to be holding that thing for you mm-hmm. to get that motivated response that's one of the important things we're going to talk about tonight but a question co- crossed my mind and and i noticed that um uh, i forget someone had mentioned it might have been charles uh mentioned that his puppy is very toy motivated
1: that's great let
0: me know right now in the chat you know do you have a dog that's toy motivated do you have a dog that you know really likes to uh play with toys engage with toys or do you have a dog that's not that Interested in them because it'll sort of maybe shape a little bit how much we teach on each mm-hmm. thing and how we break things I down. I think it's
1: important to say too that there lots of dogs will actually start out as a young puppy with quite a lot of toy drive, and it's not uncommon for me to see puppies that are in our puppy class, and then I'll see them two or three grades later, right. and their toy drive is completely gone. Yeah, and that's because their humans haven't really um, embellished and really brought out that toy drive. Another really common mistake that. of dog owners make is they give dogs access to what we deem as interactive toys 100% of the time. So if you have squeaky toys, tug toys, toys that are sort of meant for retrieving and playing, if you have those out for your dogs all of the time, you are quickly going to diminish your dog's drive for the toy because it's something that they get all of the time. So um, at the back of our play area here i don't know maybe it's behind back ken's. In, what
0: you mean back here back yeah. back in the train station behind
1: ken's back <laughs> there lean forward
0: oh yeah there i see right here hold on oh my gosh hold on, it's so hard to, to do there. there 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 there
1: that is a lot harder than it looks since <laughs> it's mirror show. image so anyways that is uh like a big basket that we have and it is filled with really fun toys but our dogs actually don't get access to that unless we're out in this area with them and when we're out there they can go and grab whatever toy they want out of the basket but then we play with them with it so we'll play retrieve we'll do some training we'll do some tug and we out and then when our little play session together is finished we remove the toy from the dog and then we put it away however our dogs do get access to chew bones kongs things that they can like just go off and chew on their own they have access to those things all of the time but we never in tend to interact you know a lot with those particular items so we have like play toys and we have chew toys and to keep the drive of the play toys our dogs don't get access to them all of the time we right. make them a very special item so when they come out the dogs are like oh my god there's that thing we never get this I know good things are going to happen yeah. and it just makes them way more drivey for the toys Um, and we find that that's really really important to do especially if you start with a dog that has great drive you certainly don't want to start to get rid of it as time goes on
0: so uh, I, I see a lot of people that say yes my dog loves toys Good. or my dog uh, likes toys most of the time I've seen a couple of interesting points that we're definitely going to we'll drill down on if you've been here in the train station before you'll know what we like like to uh, chat with you guys you know answer some questions do a little demo and then sit back down and answer some of your specific questions about you know what we just did um, but I only saw a couple of people say that their dog wasn't that interested in toys cool that's a great tip yeah. Kale gave you to uh, limit your dog's access to the toy if mm-hmm. the toy's always around It's just not that interesting.
1: Something else to say on that too.
0: Okay, go ahead. Now's a great time.
1: Um, So, for those of you guys out there that have the dogs that are pretty motivated by the toys, um, I see a couple people say, "Yeah, my dog likes the toys, but he doesn't really like to give it back" or that type of thing. Another thing that we will often do when we're first starting to use interactive toys with our dogs is we either keep the puppy on some type of leash or line, or this is going to sound weird, but we put the the toy on a leash or on a line and the reason why we do that is so that if our puppy's playing with the toy and then all of a sudden they sort of get a bit selfish with it with it and they want to kind of go off and keep it to themselves we don't let the puppy do that so we would get the line and we would reel the the toy in like we're reeling in a fish or we would you know encourage the dog to move back over and then we'd grab the toy and we would start to play so basically the puppy learns you either play with me or you don't get to really play at all. Um, But if you don't have the puppy on a leash or you don't have the toy on a leash and your puppy is able to go off into the other room or run to the very back of the yard with the toy in their mouth and play catch me if you can, that is a very dangerous territory to enter because once they learn that that's fun, it can be a harder thing to break. It Absolutely, can be something that you can fix. But what we try to do with our dogs is not even let them know that that game even exists in the first place. Every time we're playing, we control it so that it's always possible Inf- interaction and it's always something that includes us so that's a really uh, good tip for you to make sure that you don't end up having a problem and if you do have a problem get a leash on that dog get a leash on that toy and uh, you'll be well on your way to fixing your issue
0: I see a couple people were like Oh, that totally makes sense. What Yay. a great idea! Um, with uh, no further ado, why don't we head over and talk just for a moment about getting increasing uh, um, toy drive yep. for some people, and then we can dive into like how to manage uh, sure. using a toy as a reward. Because you know, I've waited oh so long to say the line. Uh, I guess it's time to head on over to the train station, uh, 2020 style. <laughs> hello see that's what happens is it when, better when, so what happens when we take a break from the train station <laughs> do Luckily, i need our to do out.
1: i need to start again yeah you do okay um so i just i'm gonna use hippie we chose to use her because she is a dog that we've actually had to work on building a lot of toy drive um and what i have a couple different t- toy items here oh hippie shaker i have a frisbee i have a little treat ball which i'll talk about in a second I have a little raccoon tail. And I have a little like holy roller ball. And the reason why I'm showing you all these examples is um, dogs often will gravitate to different types of toys. And one toy that your last dog really loved doesn't necessarily mean that this dog is really going to love it. So you need to kind of play around. Another thing that's important to know about dogs is that they are really into different textures. So some dogs, like I have a dog that she loves rubber latex toys like this. Um, Hippie Shake is not really going to be that into this. And I'll show you that in a second. But then if I switch to like this tail or if I switch to the treat ball, you're going to see an entirely different response from her. Okay. Hip, come here for a sec, babe. So I'm just going to try this, um, this rubbery thing first. What's this? Oh, hold on. There is a very exciting toy right here, which you are not having. Come here. Okay. Look at this. Good. So I'm going to move it around a little bit. So you can see she's like, mm, I'm not really that into it. So i got going to try something else. What oh, my frisbee. Oh. Sad. Good girl. So she's a little bit. What have you got? Good girl, good girl. So see how, in order to get her excited about this, come here for a second, um, I'm keeping the toy lively. What a lot of people make the mistake of is they want their dog to play with the toy. They take the toy and they wiggle it in the dog's face like this. Can you imagine somebody took something and like sort of waving it in your face? I would want to smack them. I would not like that at all. So what I'm trying to do is ignite her chase charge. So I'm going to take the toy and I'm going to wiggle it all around so that she wants to chase it. Here, tuck, tuck, tuck. Ah, kitty, 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 kitty. Ah, kitty, kitty. Good girl, I'm gonna flip it away. Get that to Get that to it. we Get that. Yeah, get it. Get that toy, that time, that time, get girl, So, see how I make a big deal when she puts you good girl. Get that. Get Get that. Get Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. So she's kind of into this, but she's actually more excited. Oh, hi. She's actually more excited about playing with me right now than she is the actual dog. Oh, yay. Good girl. There we go. So I'm purposely trying to over reward or over praise her with my voice when I see that she's in contact with the toy. And if you are not huffing and puffing and sweating after doing this with your dog, especially if they're not that into it, then you're not doing it well enough. So I now I'm going to show you my last. Oh, my last little uh, game changer here this toy is something specifically that we use for dogs that may be lacking a little bit (laughs) a little bit of toy drive so it is called a treat ball and there's a little hole little pocket in the inside that you can put food in and then you can close it with velcro and this makes it really really exciting and this is a great way to sort of get your dog excited now she might actually pick it up because I've worked a lot with it with her before Um, but I might even start by just guessing and rewarding when the dog sniffs the ball and I will open it up and get some food I'm just going to pack some food in it
0: for a second here one tons <laughs> of great questions tons of great questions coming in here on the channel if you have a question about uh increasing the food the toy drive for your uh food motivated dog now would be a great time to ask
1: okay so i have a little pocket here i have several treats here hip look at this hippie i have it oh i have it so i'm going to take the food and i'm going to put it right inside this little treat ball here Good. Oh, I'm going to show it to her. Then I'm going to close it up. Oh, hippie shaker. Then I'm going to move it around a little bit. Oh, good. So she's interested. So I'm going to give it a little toss. Get it, get it, get it, get it. Yay! So she's sniffing it. She's rolling it. Get that tape. Get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. Get it, get it, get it. Yes, good. So she picked it up. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to open it up. And then I'm going to let her dive her head in there, and grab all those treats. Good girl. So she learns that using her nose and using her mouth with this toy earns her a reward. i try it again. Oh, I'm gonna make her crazy. I'm gonna make her crazy. Get it, 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 get it. Yay, good girl. So she grabbed it, she brought it back in my direction. Again, I'm gonna rip it open. Get that ding. Yeah, good girl. Can okay, we do one more? So here's the food. Put it back in the little treat ball. Ooh. Ooh. Get, it, get, it, get it, get it, get it. So see how I'm teasing her with it? Oh. Oh. Get it, get it, get it, get it. Yay! bring that here. Bring that here. Yeah, bring, it, bring, bring, bring. Get that thing, get that thing. Bring, bring, bring. Yay, that's a good one. Good girl. Now, hippie has been trained to do some retrieving already. She knows what bring means. Uh, because we've done a lot of work on it if your dog isn't as familiar with that behavior then I would be doing this on a leash like I had mentioned before so if she had gone out to get the toy and then she decided to go elsewhere with it I could use the leash to, to bring her back in my direction so she couldn't just linger away from me and keep the reward to to herself the other thing that's really important again dealing with dogs who aren't that drivey about the toy that's what we're talking about right now i will also talk about dogs who are crazy about toys but for dogs who are not that drivey i just did three or four fun little things she did a great job now i'm going to stop there is absolutely such thing as overdoing it so playing for so long that the dog basically says all right i'm over it and then if they are the one that quits that tells you, you have practiced too long. I want to leave her wanting more. So I'm actually going to be really mean here, but it's also a really good technique. And I'm just going to kind of tease her. <gasps> What's this? You want that? Oh, you want that? I'm going to put it away Good girl. And then I'm going to put her away. So basically, she got to play, I teased her with the toy, now the toy's done. I would put her away and then I might bring her back out, do a couple little minutes with that toy once again. And every time I bring her out, she's gonna start to say, ooh, I know what happens when you grab that blue ball. Fun things happen. So I do short little periods of intense training, exciting things, and then I put a little cork on it for a while until we're ready to play
0: once again. Good girl. Awesome, so why don't we, maybe we can uh, talk a little bit about, I'll bring, bringing you guys back over here um maybe we can talk a little bit now like i think um uh, now if you have a, a, a not or super toy motivated dog make sure I would go back rewatch that section when yeah. the replays up and available because there were a lot of things happening there that Kale just sort of did um, that are gonna be really helpful for you
1: I should say too that uh, if um, you don't have something like um, a treat ball specifically there you have all kinds of toys out in the market that combine food and toy but um that toy wasn't really around very much when we first started training with Hippie. so right. what I used to do a lot is I just went to the dollar store and I bought a pencil case that was really soft it was sort of material and it was fuzzy and you know something like a little kid would love to to have Um, and I put chicken wieners and cheese and all kinds of really fun stuff in that and then I just zipped it close. and uh, I would just sort of wiggle it around in front of her and she was very interested in it because it smelled like chicken wieners and cheese and every time she was investigating it and she was sort of she wasn't even biting it she was just showing a lot of interest in it I would say yes I would open the zipper and I would give her some food and we sort of worked until she she got to the point where she was like I know there's food in there and then she would start to grab onto the pencil case with her mouth and basically I was shaping and training her to understand how to get the food and eventually she figured out that when she put her mouth on the pencil case or she would go and pick the pencil case up and bring it back to me right. I would unzip it and then I would feed her and then that led into changing from the pencil case full of treats to maybe a sock with a chicken wiener in it or a tug toy or, or it just sort of expanded from There, Um, but we started off really, really easy. You don't have to get a big fancy toy to train this. Um, A sock, a pencil case, and some really high, high, high value treats is really can be your your starting point if you want to.
0: Yeah, no, I saw a few people asking where do I where do I get that toy, and um, I couldn't I couldn't get any away from our physical store to offer in our online store just yet. We have them, but um, we don't have enough of them. We don't have enough of them. So, but I did put a link in the description. If you go down, I maybe four or five, because I knew there'd be people that would ask an Amazon affiliate link so we'll get a small percentage of the sale. It should Mm -hmm. be pretty transparent about that, but it is for the Kong Ballistic. Mm -hmm. So if you find it at your local pet store, it's a great tool if you have a dog who's uh, food motivated and you want to teach them to be a little bit more toy motivated.
1: Just start off with something that's easier. And then if your dog's kind of into that, then go for the treat ball. The reason why I like the treat ball um, is that it rolls. And for a lot of dogs that like movement of the toy is a lot more enticing than a toy that goes and sort of lays flat and stops moving dogs like things that they can chase after yeah. which is why I do like the idea of the treat ball yeah. um, just to put that out there oh, look at my
0: hair I have I am camera ready today Wow I'm really sticking I wasn't there. gonna say anything oh you should have okay um, let's let, we have lots of people in the chat who are uh, dogs are crazy about toys okay. now let's figure out how we can take advantage of that toy drive and, and, and in it into their dog training yep. like what is this we I love doing this Kayla and I. when we have a puppy in the house we do so much so many fun exercises and really figure out what toys the dog would like the like. We have like, a competition to see who can like.
1: get the dog to tug with a toy the hardest and yeah. Ken always wins. Yeah, I and do. It's irritating. I, I'm
0: I'm an excellent tug teacher. You are a good tug teacher. But but I really uh think that it comes you know using toys Uh, as well as food in your training has a lot of benefit Mm. let's let's jump into a demo uh, for like something like impulse control which is something I've seen lots of people saying like my dog just bites too much or they bite too close to my hands I see lots of that kind of thing from you guys that have toy motivated dogs we can show you some things that you can do to address that and how to use your toys in training yeah
1: so before I get started and the first exercise I'm going to show you is just a simple tug and release game that we do and this is where we start um, before we start to implement the toy into some of our other training exercises so when you do this you need to have some type of toy that your dog likes to play with and then you need some type of reward that your dog likes more than what they're tugging on so it could be a treat so i have some treats in my my pocket or for some dogs, it could even be another toy. But they either need to be equal um, or more value that we're teaching our dog to trade for. So basically, it's, we're going to work a bit of a trading system. If you give me the toy, I will give you something better in return. And we'll continue that process until my dog understands that if I want the toy back from them, they're more than happy to give it up because I, I've made it a very valuable thing to do so, which is easier to talk to you about that now that it is to show you when I'm up there.
0: So, it also gives me an opportunity to toot. Who's the, uh, oh, Bee Line is our little demo dog. Uh, and I can't wait to send you guys over. You let's uh, let's see what Kale's up what to. Let's head to on use? over to the train what station. Pick one. Pick
1: one. Oh, you want the tree ball? We've already used that. Let's do something else. What about this? Oh, frizzy, frizzy, frizzy. Oh, good girl. Okay, so when I'm working on um, this type of thing, I'm going to start off by just using a little bit of a tugging play game just to get my dog interested. And again, this is something that your dog might do very easily, especially if they're very driving on the toy. But what I wanna do is make sure that if I want the toy back from her, that she understands to be able to do that right away. So I have some treats hidden in my pocket, and in a moment, I'm going to give her a command that says, I want you to give me the toy back. For me, I use the command out. You can say whatever you want, but that's, my command is out, she needs to let go of the toy. Get it, get it, get it. When I say the command out, and I am teaching her to do this exercise, okay, hold on a second, sit. It's very hard to teach when you're tugging on my arm. When I teach this word to her, I need to make sure that I stop engaging her in play, and this is a common mistake people make. They say, out, 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 and they pull on the toy, and the dog says, but you're still playing. I'm not gonna drop it. So when I give her the command, I'm going to make the toy very still and very boring, and when I do that, I'm gonna take the food in my pocket, and I'm going to put it right on Beeline's nose, and when she smells it, she's gonna release the toy, and then we can have a little reward game from there using the food, and then we'll start the exercise again. So here's what it looks like. Ready, set, get it. Yes, good girl. So I'm gonna start to play with her, have some fun, I'm gonna sneak a couple pieces of food in my hand, so I have food in this hand. Good girl. And then when I want to teach her the O-U-T command, I'm going to say the command and then trade her. But again, you'll see that I stop playing. Out. Yes. Good. Out. Now, I pull a little fast one. You'll notice that I've tucked my toy behind my back. And that's to ensure that B doesn't go directly from the toy and then snatch back on to the uh, toy once again. When we play these games with our dogs, we want them to learn that we begin and end the game. Now, I'm going to put a collar and leash on my dog here so that I can show you how you're going to deal with a dog if they're really unruly and crazy, come here young lady. Now if I'm working with a dog that's really kind of nuts about the toy, I'm going to start off by just working a bit of impulse control. So I am gonna have the leash in my hand or I can just stand on the leash close enough that if she decides to jump up and grab the toy, she's going to be unsuccessful. And I'm just going to start off by just moving the toy in front of her nose. Good girl, yes. If she was to jump up on top of me now, I could either have her just self-correct herself because she would hit the leash Or I could just reach down and use the leash and get her into a sit. What I want to do is get to the point where I can shake this toy around in front of her and she won't grab it. Now she's been trained to do this already. So she understands not to grab it, but that's because each time she did grab it when she was uh, younger, I would just address that, have her calm. And then I would release her Then I'm going to get her excited. Ready, set, get it. Yay. When I say those magic words, she can jump onto that toy and have a total ball. I can tug and play, make it exciting. Good girl. I'm going to get my treat out, and I'm going to try another drop of exercise. So I'm going to say, out. Yes. Good girly. I'm going to say, out, and then I'm going to reward her. Good girl. Sit. Yes. Now, one thing that you need to know about dog training is that dogs learn within one second. And although I did that very quickly, I want you to make sure that you understand how you're going to do this and with proper timing with your dog when you're practicing. If you're gonna use the trade system, one extremely important point is that you need to make sure that you say the command first before you show them what you're gonna trade them for. And why this is crucial is we have a lot of dogs that won't listen until they see what you're going to trade them for. And earlier at the stream, we talked about what we don't want you to have to do is say, here's the toy, please listen to me and you'll get this. That's called bribery. That's a dog that has you trained rather than the other way around because they basically say, I'm not going to listen until I see that you have a toy or I see that you have a treat. So to avoid that from happening, what you're going to do is you're going to give your verbal command first then you're gonna follow through with whatever you're gonna trade for. And by having that process repeated, here's the command, here's the reward, here's the command, here's the reward, very smart dogs any dog really will start to anticipate hearing the word and know that that reward is coming so they start actually listening to the command even before the reward the toy the food is even presented to them and that's how you're going to teach your dog to drop on command so say i practiced a couple repetitions like what i just uh, showed my next progression is going to be this so i have the food ready in my pocket i'm going to tell her Get it. Yay. I'm going to have some, kitty, get get kitty, get it. I'm going to tag with her. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to say O U T and I'm going to ask her to drop it. And if she does, I'm going to say yes. Then I'm going to reach into my pocket and reward her. So she has to do the behavior now before she gets the reward out. Yes. Good girl. So when I said out, I didn't have the food out. I had it in my pocket. She was a super good girl. Yes. And I can reward. Now, if you have a highly motivated dog by toys, you can do this even without food. You could trade for another toy, or sometimes what I'll do is the reward for releasing is the fact that she gets to play again. So I'm gonna show you what we often do together. She likes food and she likes toys equally, but I make this a bit more of a bigger deal. Are you ready? Set, get it. Yay! get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. Out. Yes, get it! Yay! Get it, get, it, get, it, get it, Oh, you got it, you got it, you got it! Yeah! get it, get it. give me that thing! Good girl! Out! Get it! Yes, that's good girl! Good girl! Out! Get it! Yay! Good girl! Perfect! Get that thing, get that thing, get that thing! Good girl! Out! Yes! So it starts actually, she drops it faster and faster and faster because she knows a game is coming. Once this step is established, now I can do all kinds of things, incorporating my toy to work on my control. There's a lot of people out there that says, well, I don't want to use toys and make my dog go crazy like that because then she's just gonna learn to be wild and and, um, you know, jumping all over the place and grabbing things all the time, but you'll notice B's not jumping up and grabbing at me at all because she's learning through an act that is exciting that she also has to show some impulse control at the same time. I can teach her to be a wild and crazy girl because that's something that she loves to do, but it's all under my control. We don't want to be like a big drill sergeant with the dog and, you know, not let her have any fun. I want her to have a blast, but I also want her to listen to me. And so this is a great way to positively teach her that I'm in charge, that I'm a good leader, that she has to listen to me, but we're doing it in games that build a lot of drive and build a lot of value for doing things for me. And she says, I could do this all day, mom. Um, it's, It's a lot of fun. Do you want Olivia, me to show the Olivia, sit
0: and the down and the stuff? Uh, uh, Olivia says, How do you teach the get it command? Like, how does she how does B understand that she's only allowed to get it when you say get it?
1: Okay, good question. So when I say get it, so if you have a dog where you say get it and the dog doesn't go after it, you're right. Yeah, that was very mean. If you say get it and you show the toy and your dog doesn't immediately go after it, it probably means that you're not either using a toy that's exciting enough for your dog or you need to make the toy a little bit more exciting in itself. So when I practice there, if I just say get it she knows it well enough that if the toy is even just being still she's happy to grab it when I was doing it with hippie shake who does not have the same toy drive as this dog does I would say get it and I would wiggle it this way get it get it get it wiggle it this way wiggle it this way yeah and when she grabs onto it then I can yes and reward so I actually make it really exciting to almost chase it for a little bit as I'm using that get it command out go Freddy get it get it get it get it get it get it get it. yeah good girl moving it all around fast and exciting and then again when she grabs it i can reward from there but you have to use a toy that's really exciting
0: so um the other thing is when you're using a toy in your training if if you're using a toy for training it's only going to be used it's going to be a special toy i mentioned that really quickly at the beginning but that's something to really uh, drive home
1: yeah so i do a lot of different training with my dogs um so i actually have toys because i i do a lot of high level agility training with my dogs and i have toys that i only ever use for agility so they do not see it any other time i also for some of my dogs who i've had to really build motivation and confidence with they have toys that I use in training and they have Extra special things that they only get at competitions And so what this does is it teaches the dog to feel a certain way when they get the toy So if she's really excited about this. We had a great game again Like I mentioned before I wouldn't just leave it on the floor in the living room and walk away and Just let her continue playing with it on her own She gets to play this when it's energetic between the two of us So now I might take it and I might put it up on a counter We're up on something where she can see it, but she can't have it. So I'm building her drive. I'm getting her really excited about it. Oh, it's gone now. What are we going to do? Oh, good girl. Um, and then we can go on to something else.
0: Um, you talked a little bit about uh, if you're going to use exchange a toy for another toy. In, yes, I can uh, show that if you'd like. Uh, well, you did. You did show that. But uh, how would someone use that in like their recall training? You said you know, it's, I don't want it to be all about the toy or your. I don't know some other. You know some other motion activity. Yeah. response to names. Yeah.
1: So when I'm practicing it, so again, let me use a different toy. I'll just switch it up a little bit. What about this one? Oh, oh, that's a fun one. This one has a bungee on it so that your arm doesn't get ripped out of your socket. So when I'm first teaching this, so if I'm working with a dog that doesn't have a good solid understanding of their, their name, or if I'm working with a dog that doesn't have a solid understanding of the come, come in. I would use the toy as a lure and a bribe so that the dog's very likely to do it correctly. So for example, if I want to teach her to come on her name or whatever, I might hold her out and I might shake the toy ready. "Be! Yeah, good girl." I'm going to call her name and then I'm going to let go over and let her drive to the toy. We're going to do our little play exercise. Out and then I can try it again. Again, I need to tug in the out before I can do this exercise, otherwise it's too difficult. So try it again. Ready, set, be. Yes, good girl. So I'm building drive for her name. You'll notice when I'm saying her name, I'm sort of uh, sound enthusiastic when I say her name. I'm using the toy, but I'm also using motion. You'll notice that when I said her name, I quickly shot backwards. That ignites the dog's chase drive. She's much more likely to want to come towards me when I do that. People often make the mistake of running towards the dog and catching them or grabbing them as they come by. And that a lot of dogs don't like that, so they're going to avoid you. They're going to stay at a distance. Now, once she can do that, I can then, and she has a lot of value for turning to her name, the next thing that I can do is use the toy more as a reward rather than a bribe. So I can take the toy out. Good girl. And I might shove it up the back of my sweatshirt now it's gone. And then I can just sort of wait for her to get a little distracted. Call her over, sweetie. B, Yeah, good girl. So I called her name. She responded. Once I got a response, I pulled the toy out and I used it as a reward. What I don't want to do is, okay, call her again, buddy. I don't want to do this. B, Yes. So I called her and I shipped the toy. And so she's only coming to me because I'm shaking the toy. Now I maybe start that way to teach her, but if I continue to do it in that order, I'm going to have a dog that looks at me and says, okay, lady, pull the toy out and then I'll decide whether I'm going to come to you or not. And if you want to do something even more advanced, make your dog work more for the toy before you pull it out. Okay. out. Oh, so call her again, huh? Just get her away. Hi, buddy. Be sit. Good girl. Look. Oh, that's good, good. I'm gonna get the toy out, ready, get it, yay! So I can build to getting more focus and more behaviors from my dog before she gets to get the toy and have a play. But she's not stupid, she knows I have the reward, but she's also learning to work for me before she gets the reward um, from there. So it's a great way to build into it. Is this the most fun demo or what?
0: Okay, let's head over. Let's answer some of these questions. I think some really great questions in here, and then we'll maybe show people how they can uh, use a toy for reward, even when it's not on. Okay. Out.
1: You are so good
0: drop in knowledge Kayla's dropping in knowledge and so much good information I wish I so often wish that um, all of our students like our in-class students could see all of these demos because there's so many like little things that are happening that you guys are learning about it just make like the big picture training so much easier when when you're like working on a specific skill when you understand some of the value of reward stuff some of the little tweaks uh, it makes your life a lot easier you do get but, a but lot I'm more
1: hot and sweaty when you train with a toy than you do. you do food. it's a great workout but it's fun
0: yeah um, so I Susan may asked a good question. She said, uh, so when you leave the toy up where they can see it, do you have trouble with them standing there barking at the toy?
1: So when you have the toy up and they can see it, um, no. Um, You might start off with, but again, that's a behavior that I would work through. So what you need to remember about dogs is you need to train them about how you expect them to behave in all scenarios. So what happens is if you are worried about them standing there and demand barking for the toy and then you say to yourself okay well I'm not going to put the toy up there yet your dog's dictating how you know your life choices are going to be made I would then you know address the barking that if the dog was looking at the toy I might take the leash that should be attached to the unruly dog in the house and I would redirect them and say hey quiet leave it and I would redirect them with the leash and I would give them something else to do to um teach them what they should be doing in that scenario. I might redirect them to a chew bone, or I might have them go and lay on their bed, or I might take them into another room or put them in their crate for a minute or two, whatever it might be. So I, I would work through that. Um, and then of course, if my dog was barking, I wouldn't get the toy out and start playing and be like, oh, my dog wants to play. I wanna stay in charge of making those decisions. And I don't wanna be accidentally reinforcing the dog for a behavior that I, I truly don't really want.
0: Um, a good question here, and I think this is important that we- we touch on this right now uh k back says this is perfect timing i have a perfect uh, i have a new i have a new puppy who wants to chew on her leash mm-hmm. i wasn't sure how to get her to stop now this isn't chewing your puppy chewing on their leash this isn't necessarily a scenario where you're going to say out and then food reward no because it's a bit of a nuisance behavior maybe we can talk yeah. about that just to, a little bit a of, yeah there's a little bit of a tweak for this because what you may discover especially if you have a sharp little puppy is that your puppy figures out, oh, this is great. Every time I put my, I do something that uh, that you that he doesn't like or she doesn't like. I get food rewarded. So you've got to be really careful about differentiating, uh, you know, uh, engagement with a toy that you are choosing, dictating the beginning and ending, and uh, some of these nuisance behaviors. So let's that talk also about
1: goes that. from like dogs chewing on your clothing or, or chewing on you. Um, anything that really is not appropriate, we're not going to trade them for a reward because it, it is exactly what Ken's saying. A lot of dogs will say, oh, well, I, when I chew on your clothing, you pull out a toy or you pull out a treat, so I'm gonna chew on your clothing even more. So. When when it's a nuisance behavior, as he's mentioning, we want to um, we want to redirect the dog uh, rather than <coughs> rather than show them a different direction. Well, I'll, let me just explain. So, if Ken is my dog. When he's biting the leash, okay? I'm
0: not going to bite the leash. No, you're not
1: going to bite the leash. (laughs) Um, Zay had the leash in his mouth, um, and he was tugging on it. What I would do is I would stop him by shortening up on the leash. I would take it out of his mouth, and then I would just lift up and tell him, knock it off, settle. And when I hold the leash, this is sort of a silly demo because it's very small. Yeah. But please use your imagination for us. Um, When you hold the leash, this is going to be very technical, but bear with me. You wanna hold the leash so that your leash is like this, gathered over your thumb. You're gonna hold it into a fist. And the reason why we do this is it gives you the most control that you can have with a dog of any size. It doesn't matter whether you're working with a 10 pound dog or a 100 pound dog, we have you hold the leash the same way. My other hand that's not on the leash is just gonna grab the leash underneath. And if any of you are baseball players out there, it's just the same way that you would hold on to a baseball bat. Why we do this is that I can lift up on the leash and I can get a lot more of leverage and control 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 i can move my hands in different directions to um avoid the dog jumping up and grabbing me and then once the dog's settled it's imperative that we put slack back in the leash and give our dogs a check a second just to sort of relax so that i can praise and reward my dog so again if he goes to bite the leash i'm going to take the leash out of his mouth and say leave it lift up on the leash when he sort of says okay i didn't mean to do that then i'm going to loosen the leash good boy good leave it and then i can redirect my dog from there now a lot of puppies though is you're going to do that and they're going to say you can't be serious and they're going to grab the leash more and you're going to lift up and it's going to feel like a bit of a tug of war and you're going to say kale didn't explain this that was going to happen so I will tell you, sometimes it's not something that ends very quickly. Sometimes you have to lift up several times or move the leash in a couple different directions or place the dog into a sit to really make sure that you do get the last say. And then from there you can redirect them to something else. Um, but that goes back to like the importance of having a leash. Cause again, it, um, yeah. same thing, a lot of people say, well, I can't have the leash on the dog in the house because he'll bite the leash, he'll chew the leash, he'll just play with it. Then we have a dog that's not leashed. We have a dog that's making all kinds of poor choices and isn't probably properly being addressed for it. So we don't want you avoiding problems because your dog's being unruly with the leash or they're barking and jumping up at the toy. You need to address those things before you expect your other problems to be fixed. Yeah,
0: and for those of you who have a super toy motivated dog, and this is a question we often get on the channel, is like, what if my dog's constantly bringing me the toy, like insisting that I play with the toy? Yeah. Um, That's a very, very common thing. And you have to make sure that your dog isn't dictating. Whatever you do, you can't start the game. You can't start playing with them at that point. You know, if you're distracted uh, and you're doing something and your dog's, you know insisting that you get attention whether it's barking or bringing toys or nudging you with their hand or whatever and you just don't have the time you just don't can't you can't invest in your dog Then it's really important that you give them a go. maybe they go lay on their bed maybe they go into their crate for a little bit to hang out until you're ready to focus on them engage with them but you have to be really careful that they're not bringing you over a ball and dropping it on your lap when you're in the middle of you know doing work or something like that you know you really need to be a great leader here mm-hmm. and uh when your dog has gone and laid on their bed for a little bit and now you've got a little time, now you can go out and have a big game of tug or a big game of catch or something that you are starting and ending on your terms. It's really important.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Some other great questions in here, some good questions from these guys. I think we talked about that a little bit. Let's see from Jamie you see that Frank is t- almost 2 years huge toy drive we're working on out uh, or he won't give them back jellybean 4 months tugs and fetches but let's uh, but let's go but Frank is challenging so one thing that you can do with a dog that's got super high toy drive when you're playing tug with him and working on your out uh, a couple things either uh, think about do I have a higher value trade is something better for this dog as a trade if not then you might need to lower the value of the toy that you're mm-hmm. starting with yeah The other thing is your dog, uh, when you're training dogs, especially when you're toy training dogs and playing tug or whatever the engaging activity is, they just get higher and higher, you see it, they get higher and that's what you want for some some dogs, for most dogs. You want them to get more and more excited, it's more fun because they're with you and they're doing something with you. But if you have a dog that's not letting go of the toy, you need to shorten the amount of time that you're actually engaging, that you're actually tugging, because you want them in in a working mindset. You don't want them in that super stimulated, loving toys, can't think mm-hmm. of anything else mindset. You need to tug, tug until you're there and then work on your yeah. out. Don't tug for too long. Shorten that play session. Make sure that you get a faster uh, and a more reliable out.
1: And we can't emphasize enough that when you're training your dog to do anything, you need to have some type of leash or line on the dog. Yeah. We see so many people that try to work with toys or play fetch or do all those things before their dog really is truly well trained and they do it off leash and then basically you're just raising the risk of your dog making poor choices and not you know doing it correctly um our style of dog training is all about setting the dog up to do it right and if there is a possibility of the dog doing wrong we predict that so that we're ready for it and ready to deal with it when it happens what we don't want to do is allow the dog to rehearse doing things incorrectly over and over and over dogs learn through repetition so whether your dog is repeating something correctly or incorrectly they are learning and so many times people just allow their dogs to make such poor choices and that happens for months and weeks and, and long periods of time. And then the dog says, well, you've let me do this for six months or a year and why all of a sudden have the rules changed. So it is really important that you're setting your dog up to make good choices. And one of the easiest ways to control that is by having them on some type of leash or line so you can follow through. if you need to.
0: Yeah, I really, uh, we can hear this. The, the dogs are playing just off set here. Um, <laughs> here's a great question and it sort of talks a little bit about that chewing on the leash it can also be uh, uh when we talk about maybe your dog playing with a toy when you're uh, when you don't want them to you know when they're insisting on playing yeah. with the toy but i love this question and it's so uh it, it's a night it's a new level of thinking uh that you you need to understand when we talk about redirection mm. tara asks a great question here how do you actually redirect a dog to do something else after chewing on furniture and we'll take this specific event but we're going to generalize it yeah. a little bit and redirect them to another toy isn't that a reward such a great quest- yeah. question tara and i really like how you're thinking so let's talk about the steps when we are redirecting whether it's chewing on furniture uh, okay let's let's talk specifically about chewing on yeah. furniture the, the the steps that we would take
1: so what i would do if i noticed that my dog was chewing on the furniture is First of all, you need to make sure you catch them in the act of doing it. So, if you're, you notice, notice that there's, you know, um, a couple bite marks missing out of your couch or your dining room table, and you didn't actually see that your dog uh, did it, unfortunately, you can't address it at that time. So, you can only um, address dogs if, if behavior, incorrect behavior, is happening in the moment that you see it. So, that's the first thing. Um, The second thing is that when I see my dog making a poor choice so that I can have really great timing, I'm going to first use a voice command to let the dog know I don't like what you're doing. Um, I could give "Ah, a command or a hey or a leave it. or Something abrupt. Yeah, uh, something sharp and surprising. Um, And then... My dog basically has two choices. When they hear that, you know, if our dogs our dogs are not perfect perfect, you know, they're dogs. They make they make mistakes all sure. of the time. But the difference between our dogs who are trained is when they make a mistake, all we have to do is give them a quick little voice correction or, Hey, what are you doing? And the behavior just stops right then and there. But that was not always the case. When they were babies, when they were puppies, we would have to use our voice and the dog would say, what is this like knock it off thing that you talk about? Whatever, I don't care, I'm having a ball, you know, ripping apart your boot or chewing on your couch. So from there, we would move over to the dog, we would repeat that voice command that we gave prior and then we would follow it with some type of follow through and in most cases we would pick up the leash and redirect the puppy away firmly but not unfairly okay I'm not gonna be soft and gentle and say no 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 puppy don't do that and start petting oh, the dog okay I'm gonna take the uh, leash and I'm gonna very quickly leave it and I'm gonna pull the dog yeah, away clearly um, With, you know, a firm tone, firm use of the leash. And so I want the puppy to sort of say, whoa, I didn't really mean to do that. Once I get that reaction from the puppy, I then need to, so now the puppy says, okay, mom didn't like me doing that. I now need to be fair and then say, okay, I didn't like that. I'm not just going to drop the leash and walk away and be like, all right, I'm mad and and leave it at that. I need to use this as a learning opportunity. So I might say, leave it. Puppy sort of says, okay, mom, sorry. I might see softer eyes, ear back, something from the puppy's, body language that says, I, I, now I get, I wasn't supposed to do that. And then I'm going to say, okay, do this instead. And I might ask them for a different behavior. I might redirect them to their chew bone or whatever it might be. And you had asked, you know, don't they perceive that as a reward where they will perceive their bad behavior as earning a reward is if there's no For lack of a better word correction in between so if i just pull the puppy away softly and i don't really scold the puppy and i just say no 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 don't touch this have this that is where i would teach my dog that chewing on a boot equals being able to get a bone what i need to do is make chewing on the boot not exciting not fun by moving the puppy away more firmly with the leash so the puppy says oh that wasn't really that fun and then say you know what is fun chewing on this bone or doing a sit or giving me a shake a paw and then I get the dog working and bubbly and excited and motivated again um, and then we can move on. So we always have to end the conversation with our dogs in a very positive manner. That's really, really important. Yeah,
0: and if you feel like the only reason your dog isn't chewing on the furniture and isn't chewing on the thing is because you're trading them quickly for something, that's you're, you're not doing it right. There needs to be some sort of interruption, break the behavior the dog chooses yeah. to leave the thing alone and says, oh, geez, I'm sorry. I, I didn't even know. And um, then you can engage with them, give them a yeah. reward. Yeah. G- great question, though. Uh, who was that, Anna, or Tara? Tara. Good question, Tara. Really good question. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, we asked Susan's question, so Karen, GSD Lover, good evening. Do you think it's best to not leave toys out uh, f- for dogs to free, uh, access at free will? Yeah, Absolutely. we did talk a little bit about that earlier, and uh, you dog can have two toys out, but the, the toys that you're going to use for training and as a high, uh, high value reward, make sure that you keep them special for those, uh, for those events when you're training. Claire says, my pooch loves toys at home, uh, but I, when we're out walking, he's not interested at all, yep. even his was. faves. So what sort of advice might you have? Like what sort of things go into uh, when you're ta- thinking about toy training as a reward? I mean, maybe there's too much distraction. Maybe your dog, uh, is, maybe it's worried. Maybe the, maybe the situation is just not, the toy isn't high value enough in that situation. And that's why we we love using sometimes toy versus food. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes there's a better situation. Maybe your dog uh, doesn't really want uh, cheese in whatever the setting is, but they'll definitely take a tug toy or they'll play, you know, a quick game of FET. You know, you really do need to use different rewards at the right time. And and, and for each dog, it might be a little bit different.
1: What I've learned about toy toy work with dogs is that in order for your dog to want to interact with the toy, they either need to, A, feel totally relaxed in their environment so that they can feel safe enough to tug you know with a dog like hippie shake who's a toy poodle she knows that in life she is prey when she's around bigger dogs she understands that she's she's at risk she she you know she's a small dog she understands that so if i was to take her to a park with a bunch of other dogs even though she can tug on the toy pretty well she would not tug in those scenarios because she would say, I know when I get excited, dogs are going to be stimulated by me and they're going to want to chase me. She's smart. She gets that already. I'm also smart and I would never put her in that scenario. So if your dog doesn't feel safe or relaxed, they might not want to tug on the toy. Some dogs though are just so overstimulated in their scenario that they can't turn to the toy. So say, for example, like I have a Border Collie that um, initially when she was younger, she was really motivated to chase cars when I would walk her on the property. Cars would go past and her eyes would bulge out of her head and she would want to chase after the cars. And, um, you know, the toy, I could dangle a toy in front of her face and she'd be like, no way, I want to chase the car. So in order to get success, I had to get her far enough from the road that the toy then became higher value than the car. And Ken actually made a great video a few months ago about how rewards and distractions are like magnets and about yeah. you can kind of learn what your dog's threshold is. So if I'm you know, 10 feet or 20 feet from a car and the reward or the incentive that I'm trying to use to redirect my dog is not powerful enough, the only thing I can really control at that point is the distance between me and the distraction. So I would need to move myself to a threshold that was achievable get success, build a lot of drive for whatever I'm working on and then slowly work my way up to being able to be closer to that distraction and that dog saying, you know what? I like playing with you. I like tugging on the toy. I like eating that food, whatever it is. And I now can do this beside that distraction. But think of distractions like rate them. You don't want to you know, go to a level 10 right away and expect your dog to be perfect, it just doesn't work that way. You need to ease your way into it.
0: Yeah, and Kale talking about that video, and I don't know whether Dan uh, is uh, with us right now, but um, change the way you look at loose leash walking was the video where I talked mm-hmm. about being a little bit more magnetic and how you can really change your training uh, by starting off on the right foot and getting more attention off the bat, rather than struggling with all the things you don't want your dog to do, showing, being the reason, uh, giving them a reason to pay more attention to you. Um, I wanted to, uh, Answer this really quickly. Was from Susan Robinson. Susan's been pretty busy in in the chat, but she's a little bit confused. So, if your puppy is biting you incessantly, you don't want to redirect to an acceptable chew thing like a boy uh, Like a bone, what do you do? That's it. You may have sort of missed part of the uh, equation there. So um, interrupting the behavior. We have a great video on nipping uh, and we actually use food as a reward mm-hmm. when the puppy chooses to not bite. But um, interrupting that behavior first, making sure, you know, if you do stop that uh, action or that uh, behavior or that thing in, in this case it's biting abruptly and sharply and enough that the puppy says, okay, you know this isn't the right thing then acknowledge the moment that they make a great choice then they can get a chew bone giving them something to chew on is a great choice rather than deciding to chew on you Mm -hmm. remember these tiny little events like nipping and biting you can address them in the moment but you want to set your dog up to be successful by doing stuff like training them, playing with them, uh, you know, tiring them out, uh, you know, doing all sorts of activities with them so that they're not, you know, in, in, in that sort of elevated uh, state of mind. We talked a little bit about that earlier, but, um, redirecting your dog, uh, specifically for nipping, address the behavior address the behavior first when your dog you see your dog be like oh okay well that's not the right thing then you can offer them something else to do but you do need to address it in the moment so using a bone after the fact is a great idea yeah. but not not as uh, you know not that make sure that's not the only reason they're not nipping you
1: yeah Susan um, our moderator Dan just posted a video on puppy nipping and biting playlist where we have all kinds of videos uh, specifically on that topic so hopefully you'll find something there that will help you out.
0: we need to talk really quickly about jackpot Rewarding how you might use that in training because yep. I see a few people saying like I leave a special toy in the car or uh, and this is something you'll do w- for agility. Yep. But using toys in training doesn't specifically mean you have to have a toy in your pocket or a toy in uh, tucked into your waistband. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's something else you can do that we use quite a lot for mm-hmm. uh, you know transitioning away from having rewards on yep. us. I, I, who do you want <laughs> do you want to show that really quickly? Uh, I'll
1: use B because she's the easiest to get. She's
0: also really really cute, so but. Cute. Um, jackpot rewarding is something that we uh talk about a little bit when we're talking about food reward um but when it comes to toy you have to do things uh, a little bit differently and uh, i think kale's going to give us a great demo here let's oh i just i turned the light off uh with no further ado why don't we head on over to the train station
1: Okay, so I'm going to keep switching up the toys here, making it a little bit interesting. So I have a little raccoon tails now. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this raccoon tail and I'm just going to actually put it off to the side on this crate, and I'm just going to encourage her. Here, be. I'm just going to have her come out here. We're just going to start off, wait, with a couple stationary exercises. So there's the toy there. I'm going to just ask her to do a behavior. Down. Yes. Okay, get it. Good girl. And I can say yes. I can grab the toy, have a little tug, out. Good girl. Now, I might ask her for two behaviors. Sit. Good girl. Down. Yes. Okay, get it. Yay. Then we might go for three behaviors. Out. Ready. Left. Good girl. Back, 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 back. Tap. Tap. Okay. Yay. Get it. Good girl. So, she's learning that if she does a few behaviors, I'll get the toy out and have some fun. Out. Good girl. I'll put the toy there. Get in. Good girl. I might make her walk at my side for a moment. Let's go. Let's go. Good girl. Yes. Get back. Let's go. Leave it. Let's go. Yes. Get. Let's go. Good girl. Sit. Okay. Good girl. Now, this is obviously not something that I would do until my dog understood how to do some behaviors. This is. Definitely a more advanced step. This is something that you would do once your dog's ready to be tested a little bit more independently out. But out often when I'm teaching my dog agility behaviors, I want to be able to put the toy, leave it on the ground there and be able to work her and have her understand not to go to that toy unless I tell her. So before we've done any of these exercises, she's learned tugging out. She's learned how to do behaviors. She's also learned a leave it command. So if I release her, okay, Good girl. You notice she didn't grab it. The reason why she didn't grab it is she didn't hear this. Get it! Yay! Good girl! And that goes back to that very first exercise I showed you guys. Here, come up. Um, with the tug and the out, she understands you don't grab things until you hear me say, get it, so that she understands when to start and stop. And again, in order to learn these things, you have to have a really great self-control, which is something I've implemented with my little border collie because she's a busy girl she needs a lot of exercise she's a very intense dog but one of the ways that I can uh, have great control over her is by doing games like this where she has to have impulse control and she needs to be able to give me some focus and attention before we do things that allow her to be really crazy and have a lot of fun which I love for her to do knowing that at the end of the day I sort of get the final say
0: okay good good yeah I thought it was great Okay, Drop the knowledge bombs. Oh, Beeline. Hi, buddy. Beeline's coming over for the, uh, the, uh. Come here, Dippy. Hi, buddy. Hop it up. Come it's always side. funny when she comes over here for the, for this, like, one camera shot. Because she's always, like, either looking at me or licking me. And occasionally we'll watch the videos after. And the, the entire time, Beeline's just, like, looking at me. She's so like cute, this, the whole time. this girl. It's pretty adorable. Oh, yep. Um. So using food, using toy in training, uh, you know, has so many benefits. And, and as we talked briefly uh, about the fact that you can switch it up, you know, maybe if you're working on your recalls, maybe if you're, uh, you know, you feel like oh, this, the recalls, your come command is starting to either lose a little bit of its uh, flair, or you're looking to just change things up, it keeps it interesting for you and it keeps it interesting for your dog. You can toss a toy into the mix. Maybe you do two in a row that where there's a beautiful sit ending. Maybe your third one, you do a tug ending, or maybe your dog's flying in, you do a fetch, you throw it between your legs, the dog drives all the way through. You can get, once you have good, uh, uh, you know, uh, your dog has a good understanding of how to play with toys with you, like how to use the out command, how to do their fetch, Uh, it opens up a whole world of possibilities when it comes to motivation in your dog training. And I don't want you to overlook the fact that, um, you know, uh, if you have a dog that doesn't love toys at the beginning, that it doesn't mean your dog just doesn't like toys game no. over there's lots of ways to get them excited about it, it and even some of the tips for sure even some of the tips we've talked about tonight uh you know can really uh, stimulate that toy drive and for those of you who are struggling with a dog who loves toys way too much and it's nearly uh you know it's challenging for you to uh, do uh, anything if your dog gets a toy then make sure that you work again on some of the exercises we talked about figuring out what that threshold is really understanding um really understanding you know how much your dog can take before you need to issue your out command so that you can build that threshold so it's longer and longer and longer Mm Episode one of season three has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I want to say a huge thank you to uh, our, our moderators, SD Cruiser, and especially Dan. Lots of links, Luton, Whoa. just dropping beautiful stuff here. So so many resources, it's so much fun uh, watching all of the stuff that oh. uh, that Dan gets to share. and bee just and brought thril- me. Oh. oh, wow, see? Yeah,
1: that's very nice, bee. <laughs> it's <B>. the skunk
0: <laughs> toy. Well, isn't that nice of her? Very nice.
1: Very nice sharing.
0: Um, a quick reminder, so we have uh, our merch. We're, we've just got our uh, online store up and running, 20% off, but it's only for 24 hours, so at uh, whatever, 8.30 or whatever tomorrow, the uh, discount is uh, going to be discontinued. So if you want some stuff, not a lot of stock in there. I was o- only able to take so much from our actual physical store, but I wanted, you guys have asked so often, I wanted you guys to be able to uh, you know have access to some of the training mm-hmm. stuff that we use. So, Look at what she brought um, me now. Oh, wow. She's just, she's just switching things up. <laughs> The other thing, I, lots of great questions in here, lots and lots of really, uh, you know, uh, excited uh, people with their new puppies, with working with their older dogs. Uh, it's really important that when you watch these, uh, that you take this information, go outside. Becky Parker, hey, uh, Becky, it's nice to see you. I, uh, I, miss, I missed you, if, I'm not sure I'll have been in the chat. But you take this information, and you go do something about it. I have a math problem for you. Deep back in the woods, there are, uh, there's a pond and there is a log at the side of the pond. There's five frogs sitting on the log. They've been sitting there all day doing frog stuff. You know how frogs do. And Where
1: are you going with this?
0: And after a while, three of the frogs decide to jump off the log. How many frogs are left on the log, Kale? Two. You say Two.
1: Well, I wasn't actually listening to your story, but I'm pretty sure you said five, okay. and then you said minus three. So I, but I feel like that's too easy. So there's obviously something else going on. Right,
0: here. you're absolutely right, Kale. So three frogs decided to jump off. But there's a big difference between deciding to do something and actually doing it. So there's still five frogs on the log. And I want you to look at it Mm -hmm. this exact same way. You're taking all of this information in. I see so many people who are like, oh, you know, this is a great video. And then I see them, uh, you know, a couple of weeks later in another video saying, I'm still having this problem. Take this information and go do something about it. Mm -hmm. I really want you to have a great 2020 with your puppy or with your uh, rehomed dog, your new dog. Maybe it's your old dog and you're coming here for some uh, you know, exciting uh, uh, new things that you can train with them. you gotta get out there and do it. It's the most important part of all of this. Um, and I wanna say thank you guys for watching episode one of season three. If this is your first time on the channel, make sure you hit that subscribe button. We publish new videos every week to help you to have a well-behaved four-legged family member. Uh, and don't don't be a frog on the log. Go out there and train your dog. That's pretty good, eh? That's a good one, we gotta go. Okay, I wanna wish you guys happy training. Thanks for watching. Bye for now. Bye guys.